your Bible, let's turn to two places, Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, and then Luke chapter 1. There's that lovely Christmas time of the year. Before we read, let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for the ability to come aside uh, on a Thursday just to spend some time in your presence. Uh, We love you and we honor you and we welcome you here. I pray, Father, that uh, your Holy Spirit would rest upon me so I could bring your word to your people today, boldly and faithfully, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And Isaiah 9, we start reading verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end." on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And then to Luke. Oops, I just said Mark there. Luke chapter 1. That was a little strange. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 33. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, one of the amazing things about our faith as Christians is the, the rea- re- realization that this is not somebody who just appeared on the scene and said, hey, you know, I'm God, follow me. I'm the Messiah, follow me. It's not like something, say, like uh, uh, Buddha, uh, who apparently, you know, said, I've reached enlightenment, now you should follow me, uh, or Muhammad, who appeared on the scene and said, you know, follow, follow the Quran, and I'm going to make everybody obey, whatever. The, the key thing about our faith, which is one of the things so powerful, is that the coming of Jesus 
was prophesied hundreds of years before he actually came. Uh, and as you look through the scriptures, there are well more than 40, 50 different specifically identifiable prophecies that spoke of the coming of Jesus. And then Jesus came and fulfilled those prophecies. Uh, now, some of those you might think, well, maybe he, he looked at that and said, okay, I'm going to live into this prophecy. Uh, but other things like where he was born in Bethlehem, uh, you can't tell your mom in the womb, hey, mom, let's go to Bethlehem so I can be born there. I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't work quite that way. Uh, as we all know, the baby just comes, you know, out wherever the mother happens to be. It's the mother that determines those things. And so Jesus could not have just coincidentally or accidentally fulfilled the prophecies that were there about him. And, of course, one of the greatest prophecies is this one here in Isaiah chapter 9. It's one of the ones that's quoted all the time uh, when it comes to Christmas. We, we always read this prophecy uh, and, uh, and when you look at the context, the context comes, Isaiah is prophesying about uh, uh, an exile that's going to happen, which does happen, a uh, collapse of Israel and Judah, uh, which does happen. And he's also speaking to give people comfort in the midst of all these things. Uh, and uh, one of the ways he gives comfort is to say, okay, things are going to be really bad. Uh, things are going to be very difficult. Uh, you're going to walk in a time of really big darkness, but the day will come when you will see a light. The day will come when God will break through all of the, the mess and all of the problems and all the exile and the brokenness of society and all of the things that you're going to experience, people of Israel. Uh, the day will come when God breaks through all of that and he is going to be the ruler, he is going to be the king, and he is going to bring righteousness and justice and truth uh, into your nation. And so that was given by Isaiah to give comfort and encouragement to the people of Israel. And so what does he say? How is this going to come? Well, it's going to happen like this. For unto us, uh, for to us a child is, I almost broke out, and what was that, the, the Messiah? Handel's Messiah, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, sorry, uh, and the government, okay, when you start that, you can't hardly stop it, I know, that's the way it is, you know, uh, but for to us a son is born, to us a, a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So what is the, the prophecy? God is going to break through, and he's going to break through because a child is going to be born who will bear the government on his shoulders. He will rule as with the house of David. For the Israelites of that day, they would see in this a Messiah, a coming anointed one who is going to restore their nation. But that's not exactly what God was saying was going to happen. But over the years, over the centuries, they built up different understandings of what the Messiah would look like. Uh, but as everybody knows, he'd have to be born. He'd have to come into this world. And so that's uh, predicting what's going to happen and what God's going to do in Jesus. That in Jesus, the son would be born, uh, the child would be born, the son would be given, and on him the government shall rest. On him, 
the government shall be in place. That Jesus is the one, the Messiah will be the one through whom God brings his righteous rule to humanity. That's the prophecy here. It's through the Messiah God will bring his righteous rule. You know, the prophecy, you you will have multiplied the nation, you will increase its joy. All of these things happen through the coming of Jesus. The Jewish nation became multiplied as Christians then were grafted onto that vine and began to grow and began to spread and began to multiply all around the world. God is saying that his kingdom is going to come with this coming king, and he's telling us about it here in Isaiah about 500 years or so before it actually happens. And through this baby that would be born, there would be the government of God coming into the world. Of course, we have all the great titles of there, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But look at verse 7. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. There will be no end. So the promise is that when the Messiah comes, his government, his ruling activity, his peace, the word there is shalom, it's well-being for humanity, they will come through this child who is born. And of course, we do know it's Jesus because we fast forward to the angel Gabriel and the angel Gabriel, he appears to Mary and says, hey, Mary, guess what? You're going to get pregnant. And Mary's like, well, hey, wait, how's that going to happen? I haven't had sex. So don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit's going to take care of it. Uh, But you're going to have a baby and he is going to be the one on whom the government rests. Mary would have known at that time that the angel was pointing to this prophecy from Isaiah about this coming Messiah. And on him would be the government of God. On him would be shalom. And in relationship with him, do we come into God's rulership? In relationship with him, do we experience the fullness of God's well-being for humanity? That's what God is saying here through the prophet Isaiah. That's what God was saying to Mary as he said, you're about to get pregnant. And that's what God is saying to us. I mean, we live in times that are probably just about every bit as messed up and scary as the times the Israelites were going to live through from the prophet Isaiah. Of course, we haven't yet been taken into exile into Russia or China yet. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm watching the news. I'm wondering about that. Uh, we haven't yet been taken as a nation Uh, We haven't yet been taken as a nation into exile in the United States. Although some people here like to go to the United States, so that's not really exile, right? I'm going to take you to exile on the beach in Florida. Okay, I'll volunteer. I'll go. I'll go. No, we haven't been quite taken into exile yet, but man, you know, government's messed up. Many things in our society seem to be messed up. Sometimes I think there are people who seem to have a vested interest to make it sound a lot worse than it actually is. Uh, But at the same time, there are a lot of problems. We know that. Knife crime, terrorism, we see that. Uh, The gap between the haves and the have-nots here in, in, uh, in London, the whole issue of housing and how unjust the housing situation is right now with big houses that people don't live in. 
and small houses that two or three families might have to live in. I mean, these things are, are wrong. They're unjust. They're unrighteous. There are serious problems here. But you know what? I think the Bible tells us that an election is not going to fix this. You know, no matter if we get uh, Bojo or uh, uh, JC. Wow, Jeremy Corbyn and Jesus Christ, they have the same initials. I just realized this is scary for me. Just as scary for me, you know. Uh, it begs the question, isn't he the Antichrist? I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that far. You know, I'm, I'm not anti-laboric or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, none of these guys or gals, you know, sometimes we think it'd be better if a woman was in charge, but we did have a woman in charge, and it wasn't better. So uh, I don't know. Uh, but it would be better if we had a woman in charge. So, hey, Joe, get going, you know. Uh, kind of like Joe Swinson, sounds like Joseph, you know, and Joseph did a lot of good things for Egypt. So, But, you know, the truth is none of these people are really going to make the changes that humanity needs, that our society needs. What we need is to come under the government of Jesus Christ, the king who will come, who we will see next week has indeed come, come under his government and his well-being in relationship with him. That is the hope for our society that more and more people in our nation would come under the leadership of Jesus Christ as the king and would experience his well-being in their lives and fully commit themselves to him. That is where the hope is for our society, just like that is where the hope was for Israel as prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. And as Christians... We need to, especially this time of year, we need to share this good news with people. We need to point people to the government of Jesus that really would be the only righteous government that will come one day. We will see it one day in all its fullness here on the earth. But in the meantime, people need to come under his leadership, experience his well-being, and as more and more people in our society do that, our society will be changed for the better. And the thing is, as Christians, we have proof here in the United Kingdom. We have seen it repeatedly over the last 300 years how when the United Kingdom, more and more people in, in our nation came under the leadership of Jesus, society changed for the better. And almost every major blessing that we see today from our hospital system to our school system all of that traces its roots back to our faith in Jesus Christ. And so we need to point people to the past that can be part of their future and point people to the reality of Jesus, the King who will come if they'll only invite him into their lives. Father God, thank you so much.